Alright, and we are back with another podcast. I'm really popping these out, but uh, I want to talk about today. I want to hop right in, talk about today. Today was, um, how do you put it? It was dreadful. <laughs> and and that's being, like, uh, that's being generous, right? It was very, very stressful. It was tough. It was a lot to go through. Everything under the sun that you can think of. Okay. Moving forward. You know, in thought, at least. Moving forward. I did move forward. I am pushed things forward. I have, I think, about six emails. Six people's emails I have. Because they gave it to me. Because they want a free beat. That's pretty cool. You know, that's a that's like an upside. I think at least six. I think it might be more than that. But yeah, it was it was a lot. Sure, sure, it was a lot. It was stupid. I say was. I'm in the middle of the day. Uh, but yeah, there were moments that were stupid. There were moments that were not great. But and low energy for sure. But these are the things that make that give you real guts. It gives you heart. At least it's what I think. I think it. I think it's worth it. I. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm being. Maybe I'm being uh, an optimist. But I think it's worth it. And we'll see in the future when, when I'm, ten years older than I am now, and I look back and, if I'm if I'm like, oh yeah, those those days I shouldn't have done them, shouldn't have done them. Waste of time. You know what I mean? I, it just seems so unlikely in my head that I'm gonna be like. Oh, yeah, yeah, you did not need to do any of that. You could have just laid on your ass and watched movies all day. Don't think that's what I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Just doesn't seem likely. Uh-huh. But there's also no way out of it. No way out. Because in every direction, it's straight for lack of a better word, misery. In every direction, where do you want to go? Which direction do you want to go? Right? Because you'll always be feeling that internal BS in you that's there when you're working. It's just that do you want to ignore it? Or do you want to discover it? I want to discover it pretty badly. And I'm nervous. You can see it in my eyes as I said that. I, I'm nervous to discover it, but... But I'm down. Let's do it. Let's see what's in there. Let's not try to control it. But push it. Let it have leverage with me. Together. Let's do this together. You know, and I think that's that's what a lot of mistakes that I have made in the past where it was like it's two different things. Like it's two different parts of your brain. It's like, no, it all works together. Jordan Peterson has this quote that I like where he said, if you ever want to know what someone's intention was, look at the outcome. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. Because, I mean, what an idea, right? Look at the outcome. So then if you do that with your life, what does the outcome look like? Right? You have a, a messy room. I do. Well, that was the outcome that I wanted. Right? At the end of the day, whether I knew it or not, 
that's exactly what I wanted. And and right now I want to fight. I want to fight this. I want to fight through this. And and go on this uphill climb. Badly. Test me. Please. And God or whatever you believe in. It's testing me for sure. Maybe it's me. It's testing myself. Whatever it is. Yeah. Am I passing the test? We'll see. Wait till my grades come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, literally, it's like, I'll fight through. I know I can. I know I can. There's that piece of me that's, I know it. Just give me a shot. Just give me a shot. Let it come. I'll fight through it every single time. And if I slip, God forbid, right? If I slip, get right back on my feet. I slip, I trip, I won't fall. At least right now. You know what I mean? I say all this in confidence, but I was watching this interview with um with Cat Williams, a polarizing figure. And he said that um, confidence, it's very hard to be confident and not delusional. Powerful. Powerful. Yes. Completely agree. It is very difficult to be confident and not delusional. And I learned that at a very young age, the hard way. But... When I would be the cocky guy or anything like that. You got to have something to back it up. And good for me back then, I did. Which was theater. Theater, I was, you know, not to toot my own horn. I was very, very, very good. Um, and I knew I was. I'd been doing it. I had leverage over a lot of people. You know, I'd been doing it since I was like eight. Eight years old, I've been doing theater and vigorously too. It was, it was a pretty big obsession of mine. And if you know anything about me, you know that I'm a pretty obsessive person. So, uh, so yes, this is, this, <laughs> that's actually really funny. So yeah, it's like, we're going for it, man. We're going for it. I'm going to be cocky. I'm going to be there. It's like, no, 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 chill, chill, chill. You got to back it up. It's like, well, I can back it up. It's like, all right, then don't be delusional when you can't, when you cannot back it up. Cause that day will come when you will be a beginner again. There'll be a new technique of acting or a new technique of music producing as I do in the business, right? A new technique of business. Right? Cold calls is my thing right now. Cold DMs and outreach and all that. I'm a beginner. I know I'm a beginner. I'm not confident in my skill of that at all. Not even a little bit am I confident about it. Uh-uh. Um, social media, I'm starting to gain a little bit of confidence as we go along. But even that, it's like, why... If I had a lot of confidence, I'd be delusional. I'd be out of my goddamn mind. You know what I mean? Like there, I, there wouldn't be any any sanity within me to think that, for some reason, I somehow am the best or one of the best at this. I just started. Let's see. Let's let's get into a rhythm, right? And whatever that rhythm is, whatever BPM it's at, if you're a music person, you, you know what I'm talking about with the BPMs, how fast the song is, right? So, what's the BPM at? Is that 140? 140 is fast. 
is at 70. Okay, that's half of 140. So it's half speed. Is it that? Is that my rhythm? What's the rhythm that I'm getting into right now today? Today, I remember waking up to this morning and I woke up and I'm like, I already know we're going to have some fun. And um, I was nervous about actually, I think it's a form of psychosis. I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know. But any psychologist about, uh, that know about this, uh, let me know. Okay, so I think I was going through some kind of psychosis. I'm afraid of it. Some kind of psychosis in terms of knowing the end, if that makes sense. Where it's, I'm sitting on my computer, and I'm just waiting for that timer to go off. And instead of just getting distracted and, oh, look, it's an hour. So then you start thinking about that and driving yourself crazy, and it's only been a minute. Right? It's an interesting thing I used to toy with when I was younger, where I'm talking about. When I was younger, I used to think, it's a very, actually, pretty intellectual idea. And I'm only 19 now, so when I say I'm, I was younger, I was very young. <laughs> I had thought that the more things I do like this, that are that lack a lot of dopamine spikes, the more things I do like this, the longer life will be. Because every minute feels like an hour. But it's like, well, with quantity, is it quality? It's like, eventually it will be. It can be. I think I think 100% it can be. You know, it. it's one of those things where you have the opportunity to be who you want. Take it. Take it. You know? It's not... It's not about whether or not you're you're grew up wrong or anything like that. It's it's about it's about the unknown. I don't know. Maybe this won't work out, right? That. You need a little bit of that. Now, I'm overgeneralizing. I don't know if you particularly need that, but I definitely do. And I told myself that, you know, you need that. I need this little bit of, um, take a break right here. Give me a sec. Okay. And we're back. Sorry. I had to little, do a little text break. I had to text my brother, but okay. So what was I talking about? So, so love is okay. Yeah. This is something I wrote that I wanted to talk about was was maybe, this is maybe, maybe love is built in moments like these. I was toying with this idea when, when I was producing because, and right before I was producing, and as I was producing, because as I was doing everything I was trying to do, I'm getting emails and texts and DMs, and I'm like, God damn it, you know? Speaking of which, you heard that? Another text. But, uh <laughs> But yeah, so I was getting these texts, these DMs, whatever, and I'm, it disrupts everything I'm doing. I know it's going to take longer. I'm like, ugh. I'm just thinking to myself, as my brain feels so on shutdown mode, I'm thinking to myself, well, is there love in these moments? Do you love producing now? And it's a, it's a real question. I mean, do I love producing now? when my back's against the wall, when my brain doesn't want to work anymore. 
At least, I think chemically speaking, I think. My brain's tricking itself just to not, not do this anymore. And I would say yes. I think I, I think I do. I think I think I do love it. And it's not necessarily that I love the producing itself. You know, there's a piece of me that really doesn't love it. You know, but it's not the producing; it's the system, the journey. Yeah. Because if it was always sunshine, then it'd be nothing else. We wouldn't know what sunshine is, right? If it was never dark outside, we wouldn't call it daytime. It would just be all the time, right? There's got to be contrast, at least for our human brains. There's got to be contrast. There's got to be something. There's got to be heaven and hell. Can't just be heaven. Because then people are going to create a hell, if that makes sense. Or you'll create a hell in your own mind. It's all rooted with me. It's all rooted from this place of curiosity. It's all rooted from this place of curiosity. This little kid in the candy store just, can I get this? Can I get that? Ooh, what's this? And sometimes the candy's bad. And with candy, you don't have to eat it. With this, you kind of have to eat it. Let's just, let's just do it. Come on, eat it. But And then, you know, as they say, first it's sour, then it's sweet. The candy, the what, Sour Patch, I think? That's exactly what this is. First it's sour, then it's sweet. That's really funny. Yeah, if I had to describe working, yeah, it's first it's sour, then it's sweet. Why would it just be sweet? And these are things I remind myself every day, especially today. Dealing with moments like the moments I dealt with and the BS, you know, and not victimizing myself on this podcast or in real life, and and having this voice, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to get out of bed. Well, just get out of bed, bro. Your day started. The alternative is far worse. For fear of that, I'll stay, and I'll get the work done. For fear of everything else I know I can become, I'll stay. Now, I um, I want to tell this story because we were talking about love and obsession. And this is a weird segue because this kind of doesn't really have to do with it, but it's a quick story. So when I was around 11, I was doing theater and I had met this girl. You know, I'd known her since I was like eight years old. And when you know somebody from eight to 11, it's like knowing somebody for like two decades. It's insane. <laughs> it's, so, you know, I met this girl. I didn't know I liked her because I was only eight years old. But when I was 11, you know, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. First crush. It's a big deal. Right. So, you know, this girl that, that I liked and I went, OK, yeah, you're. You're everything I wanted. And what happened was I tricked myself into thinking that I loved this person to a certain extent, to a certain extent. I was conscious. I knew, you know, I wasn't going to get married to this person, but it felt like love. And the thing about love, and this is how like my true test with love is that love is like, it's like family. You know, it's, it's like this thing that you have. 
And if your family does something and, and they go away and create their own family, like my brother were to get married or something, you don't stop loving them, you know, unless they do something that you really disagree with and makes you hate them. But even when they do things you disagree with, they're still family and you still love them, at least in my family. What it came down to with this girl was my close friend who didn't know I liked her, no this, no diss to this guy uh, at 11. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he started dating her and that broke me and I, I it was over for me. And this kind of hate, this, this devilish hate that comes with love, quote unquote, doesn't really what I thought did come with love now now it turned now it turned into hate right it turned into pain whatever you want to call it but it got the fire going and I said you know what I'll, I'll steal her back maybe I'll, all this I'm only 11 or 12 this is what I remember you know you're developing hormones this that and what I had learned on the day four years later which four years is a good amount of time I must have been 15 years old and she had finally broken up with the kid think about think, think about that I must have been 15 maybe 16 I don't know she broke up with this guy and I was like dude what and you know I stopped like it, it, it really didn't matter to me anymore there were other girls there were other things it just didn't matter and by then, I was also dedicated, and I was consistent. And I was doing what I was doing, and I was like, "Wait, what is happening? Why is all? Why are all these hormones coming back?" And you know, I am 15 still. I still have hormones. I still have things flying all over the place. And <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I have to message this bitch." <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm joking. That was a joke. I was like, "Well," but to a certain extent, it wasn't. I I was like, "I have to, I have to message her." Because I, I didn't like her in terms of like a person. I was like, oh, yeah, she betrayed me. But then I was like, wait, I'm 15. I'm older now. I got to message her. So then I, I do. And I know, I know it's not going to work. I know it's not going to work. And I'm not even doing it for the off chance. I'm doing it for to get it off my back. Because once she says no, it's over. I will forever ever be at peace with this situation and this person all I need to hear is no and she turns into a man like she just turns into someone she turns into a homie that I once knew so I do it I suck it up I say I'm not gonna live with this shit no longer let's do it and what do you think she said I'm gonna susp I'm gonna make the suspense a little higher I had got I was homeschooled back in the day so I was still doing homework with my mom and I was doing it and I get a ding that's the response that you've been waiting for for four years imagine that four long years 11 to 15 you know that's, that's a good amount of time so then I'm like I'm scrambling right I'm I'm scrambling I don't know what to do I don't know where I am I'm, I'm just you know what I mean and so I tell my mom listen I gotta go to the bathroom and she's like yeah all right cool whatever <laughs> I go to the bathroom I checked the messages. Maybe I peed. And, and so I checked the messages. And it was no. 
And that little piece of me that was still hanging on to something, soft. And on that day, I swear to you, I swear to you, it was that day that I realized the difference between love and obsession. Because if I loved her, I would have never let that chick go. Never, ever, ever. Would have lived with me for the rest of time. I would have lived with this idea of this girl always looming over me. And it wasn't. It was done. Obsession, gone. So when I talk about obsession and love for producing or anything like that, I'm conflicted. Am I in love with it or am I just obsessed because I have to be? With this situation, I obviously didn't have to be obsessed. That was just happenstance that I was. But is love obsession? Does love have a piece of obsession like in it, intertwined, you know? It's an interesting conversation. Because these days, like, I could see her right now and doesn't not even a piece of like attraction. I don't kind of not dead to me. I could talk to her and be like, oh, yeah, what are you doing these days? This is that. That's it. I'm cool with it. Whereas I think a lot of people's first crushes, they were more hurt by it. I luckily I wasn't. I don't really have any girl that I'm really hurt by. I never got cheated on or anything like that. So she was was another one of like, okay. Once you said no, it's like, cool. Thank you. My biggest fear is she wouldn't respond. Oh, that would have sucked. That would have sucked. The no was the kind of the goal because I did. I wanted to stop thinking about it already. I wanted to stop being obsessed. The thing about this obsession is that even when you get no, and you know you'll get a no from people, you still gotta be obsessed. I got a message from somebody. I got a message from somebody today that like thought I was a scammer or something I was like dude what'd you send me this is I got criticism from this random guy who was and it felt like the world so I was like ah my obsession is gone I didn't want to work anymore because I'm like you said like a habit of when I get no my my obsession kind of just dissolves it's just how it works and I really hope um I hope these obsessions don't dissolve. You know, even when I get no, and it's the darkest time, and I get no, and the lights are off. I think about dark times as the lights are off, pitch black, and no one sees me, and it's just me and me. I still smile out of love. (laughs) On that note, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.